Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You're listening to Comedy Central. You're anti-woke. You're very not... anti-woke. I've been canceled enough to know that it don't kill you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ears Edition listeners. This is David Kibuka, a producer on The Daily Show. Every week we want to give you listeners an Ears Edition extra. Today I'm here with Charlemagne the God, host of The Breakfast Club and guest host for The Daily Show. Kabuka, David Kabuka. Firstly, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. I would like to say to the listeners out there, if you guys think that I am not reading well, <laughs> I am doing this intentionally to prove that I am not an AI. <laughs> you sound like AI, though. <laughs> All right, how are you doing, Charlemagne? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. How are you doing, my brother? I'm Blessed, black, and highly favored as well. Yes, especially sir. to be with you here. And uh, we're just here to talk about your experience that you, you know, the week that you had. Do you have any overall first impressions that you would like to throw out there? As far as um, television, hosting a talk show, because I've done quite a few. And as far as TV is concerned, uh, I, I've never been a part of a, a, a machine that has been this well-oiled. You know, I mean, The Daily Show is a system that you would kind of have to be like an idiot to mess this up. You know what I mean? Like, like that's how great of a system um, this is. I, I, I'm, I'm literally blown away because I'm one of those people who I really like watching the process of things. And to come in here at 9 o'clock in the morning, watch, you know, y'all whole team in the writer's room, sitting there watching headlines like y'all are reading your morning paper or, you know, watching your morning, you know, cable news shows. And, you know, laughing at the, at the things that you're seeing, coming up with these takes and then leaving from there and going into the next writer's room, which, you know, is, where it's scaled down, where it's just you and, you know, Jen, the showrunner, a few other people. And it's just like breaking down. OK, we're going to do this story, that story, that story. But then seeing everybody, all the writers just putting all of the takes in. And it's like we just walked out of this room 15 minutes ago. How was it? 30, 40 takes already. Right. So it was just like that. And then coming back and then, you know, like stuff like rehearsals and the rewrite after rehearsals. I just never been a part of a, a machine that was that well oiled and like meticulously, you know, beat up, beat up, beat up, beat up, beat up a script until you got, you know, exactly what you wanted. So it's been like really mind blowing for me and very eye opening for me in a lot of ways. Oh, well, I mean, the show has been going for 25 years. So I think yeah. that the length of time the show's been on air has given the opportunity to make it slicker and slicker. But I will say you are extremely slick. Thank you. Like after the first day, I'm like, you are a 
professional. Remember, I even said to you. You whispered to me, you said, well, you learn to read like that, boy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I'm like, how you are fully formed. You know what you're doing. I think that I have ideas and I have a. Uh... I have takes. I, I, I only disagree with you a little bit. I, I'm fully formed of what I want to say, not how I want to say it. Okay. I think, yeah, when you can sit down with a team and say, this is the idea I have. This is my my take on it, right? Like, my take might be a line or a sentence, like, you know, um, you know, like something sim- as simple as, hey, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, are they still a winnable ticket? These are the reasons I don't think they are. And then y'all are able to take that and, like, craft it and formulate it. And I think that's just, man... Yeah, y'all are a well-oiled machine. And it's funny you said that about the time because I was saying that yesterday to my people. I'm like, I don't think you can get this kind of system without time. And the problem with a lot of, you know, networks nowadays, they're not giving anybody time. Yeah. Because you can have something good. You can have a good team. But, you know, you got to give it time. Everybody wants immediate results. And, you know, I don't think that's the way things are when you're trying to really cook up something good. Like, you have to give it time. I do agree with you in terms of the fact that time is a crucial ingredient to the success of the show. And you've been here, like, what, a decade, right? Yeah, coming to a decade. So that's time time in itself. A lot happened during your week in the world of the presidential candidates. Mike Pence ended his campaign. Dean Phillips challenged Biden. And then there was the Ron DeSantis shoe controversy. What do you think is the current state of both parties? Disarray. I think both parties have lost their way. Both parties have identities that neither one of them are living up to. I think that we're at a crucial point right now where democracy really is on the brink. But Democrats have said that so much that folks are like, ah, you're just the boys and girls who cry wolf at this point. It's the, you're the Democrat who cried wolf at this point, yes. you know? And it's like, no, democracy is really on the brink. But what motivation are you giving the American people to go vote other than fear? The, the time that we should actually, literally, truly be afraid. 2024 is a, is a time where none of us should want to sit home. But we, they have, they have pushed that card so much that people aren't even, like, taking it serious anymore. And I, I fear that we live in a current society where if everything causes outrage, then what's truly outrageous? Yes. And when you brought up the Ron DeSantis boots thing, that's a good example, right? Because people turn things like that in the news, and it shouldn't be. Not with everything that's really, truly going on in the world. Like, that shouldn't be something that we're talking about. Like, who gives a damn about Ron DeSantis boots? It's yeah. funny for us, you know, funny, for, yes. you know, for radio shows and talk shows, but I'm talking about to the real world where people are out here starving, people aren't feeling safe, you know, like what what is being offered, you know, to them? Yes. You know? And so I just think that, you know, we like that if you when you ask me what's the problem with both parties, I just say disarray. Like I think that I would love to see the Democrats move away from President Biden and implement some new energy. And I'd love to see Republicans move away from Donald Trump and implement some new energy. And this is part of your long story short that you did. Absolutely. I want you to imagine the future. The year is 2024. Taylor Swift is head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Mitch McConnell has been frozen for 487 consecutive days. And Joe Biden is up for re-election against a twice impeached convicted felon. Democrats are clearly nervous about this election and they should be because yeah, Biden has accomplished a lot. Historic investments in green energy, record-breaking job growth, and he even got a black woman on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, with a 6-3 conservative majority, she's powerless there, but <laughs> she at least got a free rope. But despite Biden's record as president, it's still close, which is a hell of a thing. You think running against someone who has 91 felony charges against him, who you already beat, would be a pretty easy victory. So the question is, <laughs> how the actual f is Joe Biden losing to Donald Trump? I have a theory, and it's something I want to discuss more in tonight's Long Story Short. 2024, you're going to have three choices. Yes. You're going to have, you know, Donald Trump, who's the criminal. Yes. You have Joe Biden, who's the coward. I think all of the Democrats are cowards. And then you're going to have the couch, meaning people are going to stay home and sit on their couch. Like, voter apathy is going to be the biggest issue in 2024. People feeling like, ah, oh, I don't care about that rematch. Like, I'm not going out to vote for either one of them. And you fool around and, and you know, you have another Trump presidency. Yes. And then what? Yes. You, man, you talk about a revenge tour. <laughs> Remember when Drake said, I'm looking for revenge. <laughs> You're going to see Donald Trump. That, that Donald Trump revenge tour is going to be like when, you know, Biff got the almanac and Back to the Future Part 2 and went back to Hillside and was making all the bets and was winning everything, but he ruined the whole, the whole town. That's that's what Trump is going to do to America. He's going to lock up all his political, all his political opponents. Anybody who has ever done Trump wrong, like it's going to be bad. Yeah. Bad. And, you know, we don't want that, but it feels like we can't stop ourselves from running right into that. Which goes into like your choice of guests, which seemed to be very, you, you had a Republican guest, mm -hmm. which The Daily Show is not known for having Republican guests for various reasons. You know, sometimes they don't want to come on. Or, and uh, why did you go with, with a Republican guest as a choice? Well, just looking for people I actually wanted to talk to. You know, Nancy Mace, as y'all saw on the show, you know, me and Nancy Mace attended the same high school. You know, we're like the same age. I think I'm, I'm like a, a year older. My mom and her mom both taught at Scrafford High School in, in South Carolina, uh, Miss Mace and Miss McKelvey. Um, she got kicked out. Well, she dropped out. I got kicked out. Yeah. And so, you know, we met earlier this year. And I actually saw her on Bill Maher earlier this year. When I saw her on Bill Maher, I was like, I haven't heard a conservative speak like that. Yes. You know, I haven't heard a conservative challenging other conservatives the way that she was. And then I was like, oh, she's from South Carolina. So I had no idea. I literally had no idea. And so when I, I started asking about her and, you know, looking her up after the fact, you know, after I saw her on Bill Maher, and then literally the next Friday, this is how fate works. I saw her the next Friday at the Dave Chappelle show. She was in the back and her and Dave were kind of like arguing, you know, because soon as she said she was a conservative, Dave just, you know, started telling her about the problems he sees in the conservative yeah. party. And so it's like we connected then and like, you know, me and my, my wife and her and her husband went out that night with some of my friends and we just kicked it. So we have, we've just been in constant communication since then. So I just felt like, yo, I'm doing the Daily Show. You know, why, why, why not pull up on me and, you know, have the conversation? So it wasn't even like, oh, I'm looking for a Republican. I was just thinking, oh, this is be an interesting guest. And then yes. when we were in the meetings with the rest of the producers and I brought her up and they was like, oh, that's great. We never have Republicans on. And so then I was like, well, hell, let's shoot for Nikki Haley too then. Because, you know, one thing I found interesting throughout my career was 2020, like the 2020 election when it was a whole host of Democrats running. Like it was, you know, everybody from Kamala Harris to Cory Booker to Pete Buttigieg, all these people were running. They all came through the Breakfast Club. And, you know, um, if you've been paying attention to the Breakfast Club this year, it's been kind of happening the same way. Like a lot of the Republican president, yeah. presidential candidates have been coming through. And I have no problem talking to people that I, I don't agree with. I think that's what we should do. I think we should all sit down and have conversations with each other, regardless of what 
a person's political party is, regardless of what a person's race is, you know, regardless of what a person's religion is, let's sit down and have the conversation. And so it just happened like that. I'm sitting here, like, y'all, they told me they don't really get Republicans. I'm like, well, let's shoot for Nikki Haley. And I gave Nikki Haley some props on my show on The Breakfast Club a few weeks ago when she talked about the term limits and how she feels like, you know, you should have to step down after a certain age. And I was like, yo, I agree with her. And for whatever reason, me saying I agreed with her turned into Fox News when Nikki Haley was on. The guy on Fox News was like, did you know Charlemagne the God is a fan of yours? Like, all I said was I agree with the term limit thing. That's just common sense. <laughs> I, have, I don't think politicians should have fans. Like, I'm not a fan of, of, of any politician. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, let's have her on The Breakfast Club. She already wanted to do The Breakfast Club. So I was just like, yo, I just, just threw it out there. Like, let's try to get her on The Daily Show. And she decided she wanted to do it. You didn't go for any quote-unquote Democrat guests. Nah, because I felt like I did a lot of that on uh, my other shows on Comedy Central. You know, like I had Vice President Kamala Harris on and I had, you know, Cedric Richmond on. Like I had, I, 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 I always did that. Like yes. I felt like, you know, let's try something different. Yeah. You know, it'll make for a more interesting conversation. And I wanted to talk to people I hadn't spoke to before. Yes. You know, I had, I've never interviewed either one of those individuals, Nancy Mace or Nikki Haley, which is very rare for me because I've been doing... Breakfast Club for 13 plus years. Like we've interviewed damn near everybody. I've never had a conversation with either one of them. And I think one of the most difficult things to do when you're coming from Breakfast Club, a radio show where you have these conversations with people, is making every conversation new and interesting. It's easier to make conversations with politicians new and interesting because there's always something new going on with them. Yes. But I just felt like I've never spoken to either one of those individuals, so why not do it here on The Daily Show? Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What was your experience in terms of like when you were on stage performing or like on set performing? Because your choice of humor is a little bit darker than what maybe what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And you go for some of the uh, holy cows in our audience. You didn't care about that. You mm -hmm. were like, no, I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, what was your experience when it came to that? 
Well, for me, funny is funny. And, you know, I, I can't help it if I got a dark sense of humor. And I can't help it if the, 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 the people here at The Daily Show also have dark senses of humor <laughs> that they may not be able to express because the host they're using at the time doesn't want to. Because sometimes I be looking at the jokes that they write and I'm dying laughing. And, you know, I, I, to me, it's not even dark humor. It's just funny. Yes. Like the, the, the best humor is always that really edgy humor to me, you know, and it's not even to me. It's not even really that edgy. It's just like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. We need a short president anyway. OK, people always talk about Napoleon complexes. Well, that guy ruled the entire continent. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was tall and he got shot in the head. So you tell me, <laughs> you tell me who's more successful, okay? But at least now I know why DeSantis is in that huge fight with Disney. It's not because of wokeness, it's because you gotta be this tall to ride the magic teacups. You know what I mean? It's not like it's disrespecting anybody. Yeah. It's not like it's putting anybody down. It might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but did you laugh? Yeah, we laughed. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and I, like I said, I, I think I said that this morning. I'm in the meeting and I'm looking at some of the jokes y'all writing and I'm laughing and I'm like, I love that one. And I'm like, I don't I don't know if y'all know, but I got a dark sense of humor. And it was like, uh, we know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, we, we gathered after a certain amount of time. We gathered. Absolutely. And I'm not even doing that for shock value. Like the other thing I told y'all earlier this week, like I'm not really the joke person like i'm not that was an interesting thing that you said mm -hmm. i'm not really the joke person but then you told a lot of jokes and we used a lot of jokes that you you said because i feel like they're not jokes they're things i would say in conversation that people may laugh at like you know it's not like the a punchline thing but you, you know, would so say this is my idea and then you would tell the joke with a punchline and then we would be like but that is a joke yeah, all my comedian friends tell me that all the time. They be like, yo, you, no, you do bits, bro. Like, yeah, you, you, you write we, jokes we, like we, They say that to me all the time. They've been saying that to me for years, and I'm like, I don't look at it like that. But I do love the way comedians and writers think. Okay. You know, I love the way that y'all are able to take ideas and structure them to where, because I feel like humor is what keeps people engaged. Yes. Like, you can give people some medicine, some candy, some medicine, some candy. And I feel like that's how everybody here on The Daily Show writes. That's why I've always loved The Daily Show, whether it was... John Stewart or Trevor. I've always loved it because you get medicine, you get candy, medicine, candy. And I mean, like, that's 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 the way I like to deliver content. Yeah. Well, it was much appreciated because, uh, as you say, sometimes our sense of humor is darker than, than you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I just think that we live in this era where we all pull ourselves back as not to offend. Yeah. You know, as not to cause outrage and so it's like you got two kind of people now you got conscious people which i believe we are which you should be yes you should be conscious but then you have people who are purposely trying to push the line and i think that that's not authentic yes you know what i mean if like if you wake up and you're saying to yourself how can i shock people today or how can i piss people off today or what am i going to say today that's going to get people in an uproar that's that's fake to me you yeah. know but if you are conscious and you're willing to take the risk because that's the other thing right like you have to be willing to take the risk yes. of, of some of this dark consequences humor. consequences that... Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that as long as there's a great message attached to what it is we're taking the risk on and if what we're taking the risk on is funny. Yes. I'm fine with that. Yes. Because you are, um, you're anti-woke. You're Very anti-woke. You're anti-woke. Anti-woke. I believe in consciousness. I okay. believe in just being conscious. 
I, I think that some of these people are so woke that they need to take a nap. You know how when like you're tired, you don't think straight, like you, yeah. <laughs> like you little foggy, like you know what I mean. Like I think that some of these people have been awake a little too long because yes. some of this stuff just gets really, really ridiculous, you know. And also, there's no like middle ground. Like you, you know, oh, we don't call these cups anymore. Yes, we call them mugs. Yes, I still say cup, and now you want me just dead (laughs) yeah you know what i mean you want me just gone yeah banished from all of society you know and and it's it's triggering because it reminds me of growing up jehovah witness when they would disfellowship you for quote unquote doing the wrong thing and when they disfellowship you they would announce that you were disfellowshipped and you come to the kingdom hall and nobody would speak to you wow and so what that made a lot of people do especially my pops because my pops got disfellowshipped he just stopped coming why would you come and deal with this abuse? Yes. And but and, and, and on the on the entertainment side, what you've seen is a lot of people so called disfellowshipped. So they was like, you know what? I'm not even coming to that party no more. I'm not going on no more auditions. I'm not trying to be in the industry no more. We got these YouTubes, we got these social medias. I'm gonna be over here putting this content out over here. And so what ends up happening, they blow up. Now they're selling out arenas all over the world. Yes. And now the industry is like how can we tap into what they're doing? Yeah. You know, and now these people over here are like, ah, I'm good. I'm cool on y'all. Yeah. You know, you should have, you know, let us be risky and edgy and make our mistakes over there with y'all. Now we got it over here. We'll be, we'll, we'll be fine. So y'all figure it out. So ask yourself, like when you look at, uh, you know, look at somebody like my man, Andrew Schultz, uh, look at the, the Shane Gillis's of the world, or people like 85 South show, Jess Hilarious, like they over here winning. And the industry's trying to figure it out and tap into what they got going on. And then when you give these people opportunities, like an 85 South show on Netflix, what happens? They're number one on Netflix with a comedy special. Yes. Knocking off people like Black Mirror and people looking like, well, who are these guys? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Meanwhile, there's a whole culture who knows who these guys are. These are some guys who decided to say, hey, I'm going to be over here doing my thing. I'm going to build my content space over here. And y'all going to catch up later. And that's what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing a whole industry trying to catch up with all of these people that they so-called disfellowshipped. Yeah, that was um, quite refreshing for us to have a person who is anti-woke, you know. I've been canceled enough to know that it don't kill you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been canceled enough to know it don't kill you. Yeah. Did you enjoy, like, um, because you do the Breakfast Club in the morning Mm -hmm. and you would come in uh, directly after that. Did you enjoy having... That kind of because the Breakfast Club is a whole, it's a whole career on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to to come into this, what uh, like did you enjoy that? A hundred percent enjoyed it. You know, it's it's very time consuming. It's it's a commitment. You know, I've never done a daily show. My all my shows that I did for MTV Two and Comedy Central were weekly. Yeah, it's a different ball game. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. The Breakfast Club is a daily morning show, so you create conversation and you see the chatter. Every day, but honestly, even though we talk to four million people, I think monthly, that's a whole different demographic. Yes, you know, than the Daily Show and on Breakfast Club, we're talking about everything, hip hop, and uh, you know, of course, some politics will come in there. You know, pop culture, but Daily Show is like very, very, very politically driven. Yes, and I like that. I yes. do. I like. I like being a part of it. That's why I said those are my interests. My interests are mental health and politics and 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 hip hop. Like those are my interest as a human being. You know, that's the only thing I didn't get represented on the show this week because a couple of the people that I, I wanted to have on, you know, had other engagements. So, the mental health side. 
Well, no, the hip hop side. Oh, the hip hop side in my head, Rich Paul sort of. He did. He he represents the culture side, at least in my, you know, like at least in my head. Yeah, I was trying to get the city girls though. I wanted JT and Young Miami to oh, come okay. in here. Oh, okay, like like for real, for scare real. Scare the hell out of Comedy <laughs> Central's audience. That's what I wanted. You know what I mean? I wanted them to come in here and bring that. 305 oh, okay. Florida in yeah. here, you know? That's what I wanted. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I wanted them for Thursday. They were both in Miami, though. All right, yeah. cool. And, uh, like, working with correspondents, I mean, you didn't get... It wasn't... It was Every day you worked with the correspondent. How do you How do you feel Loved about it, that? Loved it, man. Loved it. Loved it. Daily Show has some of the most diverse correspondents in the business. It was so fun, man, working with Ronnie Chang and... Um, Desi Lydic. Desi Lydic. Yeah. You know, like, it was just it was just great. Like And, and that, that was a part of the show that... I wasn't expecting it. And the reason I like that part of the show, because when you get to that kind of part of the show, for me, a person who deals with a lot of anxiety and has to like really work himself up and get himself in the right mind state to go on there and perform like that, it's two things that, that relax me. The first time you make the audience laugh and when you get to that part with the correspondent. Okay. Because you know you don't got to do no more of the heavy lifting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's always the hardest part. Because like, I know I'm going to say something that's going to make you think. Yes. I know I'm going to say something that's going to make you be like, okay, I can see that point. It's always the laughter. Because I'm not a comedian, so it's always the laughter that, you know, I'm not sure about. Yeah. You keep saying you're not a comedian, but you are a funny person. You do know that. But that, but that's a natural conversation. Like, you know as much as I do. It's, it's different when you just sitting around having a conversation and you saying some things to make people laugh. Yes. But it's different when you performing and you're, this is, a, it's an expectation. That's yeah. why I said, man, being a stand-up comic is the hardest job in the world. To get on that stage and play one versus 300 or in some cases one versus 3,000, one versus 20,000. Yeah. And the expectation yeah. is to make these people laugh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. You also, you, I mean, you know, you've done so much for black mental health. Yesterday, I thought to myself, isn't it, like, odd or interesting that you chose a career that is full of anxiety? You know what I mean? The crazy part is I've been dealing with anxiety my whole life. I didn't get clinically diagnosed until 2010. So my whole life, I had no idea what this was, yeah. you know? But I've always had this sink or swim mentality. Okay. You know, it's like... Okay, going on stage. But you know what's so strange? Sometimes you go on these, I can go on stage and it doesn't bother me. It's, it's, it's weird. Like I can go on stage in front of people and if I'm prepared, I know like, okay, okay, I'm cool with this. It's when you got to stand up and just speak. Like, you know, you know, people, you know sometimes you're at a party, you're like, speech. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. man, I, ain't, I don't have nothing to say then. I'm okay. just like, thank y'all. You know, thank you. Thank you. That's it. You know, but when you're prepared, it's different. If I'm prepared, I'm cool. If I got to just go out there and say speech, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, because with the anxiety, I imagine you become a librarian or something like that. You know what I mean? No, I mean, in terms yeah. of you decide, okay, cool, I've got anxiety, but you're saying 2010, I've got anxiety. Let me perform in front of 300 people a night. You know what's so interesting, though, now that I think about it? That is why I developed that performance of it all, because I wanted to distract people from the fear that was inside of me. Yeah. Like that they didn't know was there. Yeah. You know, so it's like a lot of times, and it's so funny because I can look at certain people now and I'm just like, oh, they just projecting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that, they really insecure. Yeah. Hell. Like, cause I was that, you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I can look and tell when somebody's really insecure, when they're really fearful, 
you know, and they try to do other things to deflect from what's really going on. Yeah. That was me, always. Yeah. Like, I remember the first day I got dropped off at Memager Elementary School. That was the first panic attack I remember. My mom, my mom, I'm, I'm talking like y'all know what these places are, but in Charleston, South Carolina, yes. my mom used to teach at a place called Courtney Middle School downtown, and I went to Memager Elementary for like the, the, my first, for first grade, and I remember her dropping me off at Memager, and I just cried. Oh, like, wow. Bald like that whole day. I don't even remember what made me calm down, you know, but then I remember being able to hold court in first grade. I remember being able to hold court, like literally, you know, we're at recess and I'm sitting around telling some story and everybody was intrigued and engaged. And I just realized like, yo, storytelling is, you know, what can deflect from whatever insecurity or anxiety or anything else that, that, that I'm feeling. And so that's something that I've always held on to. Oh, so performing this week, and I mean in your life, but this week in particular, it's like a good thing. It like helps the anxiety oh, when you're on stage. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, because um, like I said, y'all being the well-oiled machine that y'all are, me, me always looking up to The Daily Show. I've always looked up to The Daily Show. Wow. Anybody that's ever worked with me on talk shows will tell you that. Like just, you, you're, you're, you've all, Daily Show has always been the bar for me. It's always been my, my muse. And so, you know, sitting in that chair and, you know, doing it and you people, you guys and women telling me I'm doing a good job. And you I can tell y'all not. Tremendous job. And I can tell y'all not blowing smoke up my ass. Yeah. You know, so it's like it made me it made me feel like, oh, I can do this. And, you know, and, and, you know, and it, we're all lying to ourselves if we say we're not seeking validation. Right. Yes. Like our. You like those pats on the back. You like those votes of confidence. You know, my problem with the world we live in now, we're seeking validation from things like social media. You're seeking yes. validation from people that don't matter. You're seeking validation from people that don't even know you. They've never had any real world experience with you. Yes. I can listen to anybody in this room or anybody that works on this show tell me something about me professionally this week because y'all had the experience of yeah. doing it. That's a different ballgame. Yeah. That's a different level of validation. That's the type of validation that gives you the actual security that you that you might be looking for. Well, I would say that this week you made us happy and you brought us peace of mind. Man, thank you very much. That means the world. I always tell people, wherever you show up at, when you leave, all you want the people you worked with to say is, that person was a pleasure to work with. Well, I'll say this. You were a pleasure to work with. Thank you, sir. Charlemagne the God, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Explore more shows from The Daily Show Podcast Universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.